We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 87 of Married Millennials. We talked all this mess about Black Friday and Cyber Monday last week, and we went so hard on Cyber Monday. Dumb hard. Hard in the pain. I think we finished almost all of our shopping. 80% of our yeah. Christmas shopping, and that was the first time we've ever really gone that hard for Cyber Monday or any of these holiday deals. And it's actually enjoyable to be in the early months, or excuse me, the early days of December, yeah. and already have some presents under the Christmas tree. So I am enjoying that part. Yeah, I. here's the thing. I, I'm still not a huge Cyber Monday person, but it was a good day to just knock some stuff out. You know, because those were the best deals you were going to get. And and the thing is, we had decided we're going to do the majority of our shopping online this year. I think that's really what happened. It is, because I went to the mall was that at the end of last week, and I was just walking around, and I said, I can't do this. I need to, I need to go back to shopping online. Yeah. And what's a, a beauty about shopping online, and here goes another plug for my online credit course, is some credit cards have a shopping portal mm-hmm. that allow you to shop. If you go directly into your, your credit card, your, your, your credit card's online banking account system, but I, for some reason, the words are escaping me. But log on to your, your, your credit card's uh, online system, and then you can go and find these different stores, and you click a button directly from your, your banking site, and it links you to their the actual retailer's websites. And depending on what you spend, there are rules and regulations that you have to follow before you click the portal that takes you to the retailer's website, but you get bonus points for your spending. So we did two, there's specifically, I think, two or three stores that I used, and I got my email and said, hey, you scored an extra 500 bonus points for shopping here. And I know everyone who's like debunks points and hates points, like 500 points ain't anything. And I was like, you're right, but if you do that 20 times a year, you get these 500 bonus points, and that turns out to 10,000 points at the end of the year. Well, look what happens. That's an extra $100 in your pocket, depending on the type of credit card you have, and you can right. apply that to something else, and that $100 can be more. It so there's, there's a lot of value that goes in to credit cards and points. The biggest value, of course, is always, as I've expressed time and time again, is the, the, the cash flow flexibility. So if you guys are still looking for a good Christmas present or if you want to treat yourself to an amazing Christmas present, head over to our website, lovejays.com slash courses. Check out Hello Credit Goodbye Debit, why credit cards should be the only thing in your wallet if you're ready to take your finances, your budgeting, and your life to the next level in 2018. Boom. Got you. Credit card course on deck. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for the yeah. for the yeah. support. Yeah. But on the real though, I'm telling y'all, you you got to check out this course. And because I, I really do love you guys, I have permanently changed the price to fifty dollars. Yeah. I had a sell price going for a while, and I and then seeing the signups come in, and I was like, you know what, I I want more people to have access to it. So I have permanently changed it to fifty dollars. So you guys can say, go ahead and take. Take advantage of that price, of that deal. It is a lot of information that is jam-packed it's, for a very affordable it. rate. Yeah, you have to learn how to spend your money. I, I I think that when you're younger, you think you have money, you spend it, you don't think about And you think about what you spend it on, but you don't think about how, you know, what means you use to purchase things. You just, no one teaches you. Correct. And the, and the sleeper, too, which I have continued to talk about with Joy, is since we've 
implemented a budget, it has significantly changed our financial positioning. And in the course, I also talk about that and offer a link to download that budget tracker. But it has made an extreme difference in how we have been able to see our money. It's like, okay, this is how much is coming in, and this is how much is going out. You're either in the red or you're in the black. And when you're in the red, you have to alter and change your life. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just been a nice it's, – it's been a, a nice – project to have a part of our our marriage because it is again it is significantly enhanced the way we do things for me it's just really nice to not have consumer debt i because i was definitely a person who oh yes <laughs> i would just swipe 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 remember swipe, when swipe. i told you guys i've only had one tax return in my entire life yeah i had one and guess what it had to go to my credit card. joy's consumer debt yes so but since then we've been good yeah, we have not. We have not carried good, any. Which is a debt. major thanks to you. I'm not going to even is. take like too we, much credit we, for we that. We started the the combination in July 2016, and we have not carried a single dollar of consumer debt since. Yeah, and we will not carry a single dollar no, of consumer you're, debt. You're excellent with it. You're dialed in. But I just there is freedom in not having that because I we already have student loan debt. Oh, that's one thing. I mean, that's a heavy load. I, I'm sure the majority majority of you know, but there is something crippling. Yeah, no, it's say crippling, the word. It's but crippling. it is crippling. But there's something. Gosh, it's unnecessary. I don't want to say it's unnecessary, but I can look at student loans and go, okay, I got an education. Though I got a degree. I have a piece of paper to show for it at least. Whereas consumer debt. You don't have much to show for that most of the time. I mean, you do. You may have a nice chair. You might have a nice sofa, a nice right. new TV. But you're looking at it and you're like, is this thing worth this the amount of interest that I'm feeling? No. Heck, no. Not that, I don't know. I question the degree sometimes too. But at least <laughs> we're all in that together. Like, we all kind of got scammed on that. That's how I feel about Greatest, Greatest scam yeah. of the 21st yeah. century. Like, I feel like I was... I was scammed on student loans, whereas consumer debt, you know what you're walking the into. The greater scam. You're, we're about yeah. to go walk into a new scam, seeing that the Senate just passed this new tax reform bill. And I know yeah. the Senate and the House have to consolidate their two plans before they present it to 45 to sign into law. But, you know, so there goes just scam number two yeah. that we are a part of. So, like, middle class people, which I don't even know, like, does the middle class exist anymore? I No. It, it's I, I feel like the tier for what we consider... Uh, middle class has lower. Well, speci- like we're probably middle class now. Especially in California, the middle class is far and few in yeah. between because you can't afford anything. You can't afford. We literally drive around all the time, and all you see getting built are Apartment condos, complexes. apartments. Yeah. That's it. I have not seen anywhere it was like oh, these new houses or new homes being built. No. There are in the sticks, but I'm talking yeah. about in, in the, the city, city yeah. and even. 15, 20 miles outside of the main parts of the city, there are no homes being built. Yeah. All it is is just high-rise apartments, high-rise apartments, high-rise apartments, cramp, 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 because, again, you can't afford. I know one person our age who lives in Los Angeles who has a home. One person. Everyone else is in an apartment. Everyone else is renting. And, actually, I know two people who have a home. One person's renting a home, though. Yeah. And then the other people, they own their home, and, you know, that's... They're... <laughs> I can't even talk about it. When I think about <laughs> you think about the trajectory of your life or what you thought was going to happen and then what is actually happening and you're trying to figure out, hmm, how am I going to get to that point where I thought, I, I don't know, it's not looking like. This was the first time where I, I would say at 28, this year, 
is when I really understood what general generational wealth meant. Yeah. It's seeing people move in different places when you know you make more money than them yeah. and you know you have you're you're seeing these these different things like well how are you how how are you doing this? Yeah. Like we are working together. Okay, I know how much what we're doing. We're doing fine and just on the struggle in comparison to other people. And then you start to have conversations and you know they have family who who's helped or friends whomever mm-hmm. have contributed some financial resources to allow them to take that next step in life. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, I got you. So yeah. this is why we don't have a home. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. And it's why you're behind. Like, it really doesn't matter how much you make. It's like how much your ancestors made. Unless that's, that's real. you make buku bucks. Like, you're just... I mean, you're not Generational wealth is a real thing. Yeah, but it is. I can understand now why our parents did enough to be able to get themselves a home. But Correct. then on top of that... They're not able to do too much more. No. So, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. The reality of life. Look, shout out to them for even being able to do that. Like, that's. That's real. It's a feat. It is a feat. So. We'll get there one day. We may be 45 when it happens, but we're going to get there. (laughs) Boo to adulting. And yesterday, though, we got to act like big kids. I had such a good time. You, I didn't get to ride the go-karts. No, you didn't ride the go-karts. But I think us. it's because I crashed that one time, and I really seriously injured my But that bag. was a much different. That was an like indoor go-karting, like yeah. a legit one, and this was a, a little adventure park right. go-kart where it was going three miles an hour. But we were celebrating my nephew's 11th birthday, so we went yeah, to this spot birthday. called Scandia in Ontario, California. Yes, for those of you who are unaware with the uh, California yes. so happy layout, bur- it's the IE. Exactly. Where so Justin happy- and I were... Born and raised. Yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't born in no, the I wasn't. But born. I was. That is that is your neck your your neck of the woods. But happy yeah. birthday to to my nephew Xavier. But we had a really good time, and I hadn't been to we hadn't been to an amusement park in, in a while. And I was like, let's just be big kids. So we rode a few rides. One of these rides is just drop. You know, like Supreme Scream and Knott's Berry mm-hmm. Farm, where you go up really high and then you just drop. Yep. And I remember being a kid and doing that like eleven times in yes, one day. Same. And we got up there and I was like, oh my gosh. And keep in mind, this was not as high as Supreme Scream, but my whole body reaction was not ready for it at all. Because you have an awareness of your mortality, right? You're just like, hmm, I might die doing this. Yeah, and then if I do, was it worth it? No. Nope, not at (laughs) all. Not at all. I could have just not have done this. That's how I felt on the roller coaster because it was one of those theme parks. It wasn't like a Six Flags or anything. It was, you know, your neighborhood theme park. And we got But it's on... legit. Like, if you lived in it that area, legit. it's a legit yeah. little thing it to was, do with your like, family. Like, if I were 11? Oh, height. Time of my life. Height. So we, but we rode the roller coaster. And as each turn, like, I kind of felt the track, like. Like, feel like it was giving out. Yeah, and I was like, I was like mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable. Right, and my mom used to tell me like, never ride those roller coasters. They're not up to regulation. And I, I could just hear her in my brain. Like, if something were to happen, she would have said, "I told her whole whole life not to do that." <laughs> But I did it. But the it beautiful thing is that we made it out. Time. We made yeah. it out safely. Mm-hmm. We also went miniature golfing. Joy was in the lead after the first the nine first holes. The first nine, I was doing so well. One hole, five strokes. And then she got five strokes on the next hole. Yes. And then it went downhill. And the back nine were just awful. So Joy went from leading in the in the front nine to finishing to in last, last place. <laughs> Absolute last. Do you know how much that hurt me? It's awkward. Because I was like, you know, Justin was talking so much shit. Like, so much. So, and I was going to let him just talk. Uh, Andy Ray was there. I, I, I was letting them compete. I was like, I'm about to be the dark, ho- uh, the dark horse in here. I'm going to win. They're not even going to expect it. They don't know I'm getting holes in ones or two strokes. They're not paying attention, right? They're competing <laughs> with each other. It's like, I'm about to win. So anyway, that happened, and the back nine just destroyed. 
Absolutely yeah. destroyed. And you know what happened? I asked for who was in the lead right before that. I said, who's winning? And you were in the lead. I was in the lead. I think I, I must have gotten in my head or something. And then it was all bad. So we just know that, that your, your willpower, your brain power, your focus is just mm. not as good as it should be to be a competitive athlete. But it's all right. You try. Justin, Job well I done. will cream you. Let's go miniature <laughs> golfing. You don't want to take that challenge. I 100% do. We're going. Let's go. We're 100% going to I'm going, going to destroy you. You're not yes. going to destroy just me. Just because you need to be taken down a notch, I have to. It's my due diligence as your wife. To destroy you. Whatever, whatever you say. <laughs> I didn't win. I finished in second place. Exactly. Andy Ray was came out came out victorious, yeah. but I still beat you. So that's all that matters. Is it? No, because I don't like to finish second. <laughs> so I was I was upset that I did lose. I left a few putts out there, but it's all good. We're gonna, we're gonna get back in the lab. And, I got it. And, and Jay Riles is gonna make those, sure it's handled. Those batting cages. Oh uh-huh. guys, look, I have always said that I am my worst sport is baseball. I cannot hit a baseball to save my life. <laughs> I genuinely cannot. So we go into the batting cages, and I've always told Joy and and others that I, I, I'm not good at it, but I've, we've never gone to the batting cages together. So we go into the batting cages. There's only 50 miles an hour, and this 50-mile-per-hour baseball looks like it's going 170 <laughs> miles an hour. So I did it twice. You got 12 pitches for your six tokens, and I went 0 for 24. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not good at this. I, I, don't, I don't do batting cages. I don't do baseball. That's why I quit after my first year. I just wasn't good at it. You know, sometimes in life you just have to recognize what you're good at and what you're not good at. Right. And there's some of us who just continually to do things that we're not good at and we're expecting different results. No, I don't look at – I don't consider myself a quitter. If you I just realize, practice. No, no, no. I just realize that when you're not good at something, yeah. you're not good at it. When so it's not in the cards for you. You walk away. I see some kids who come to the basketball gym. They don't have it. Stop. But their parents are trying to pay this money for private training. You'll be the next LeBron. You, you don't have it. Some of us have it and some of us don't. And you have to know when to walk away. That's not quitting. That's being smart and making a different decision. So I made a different decision and walked away from baseball as a kid. Doesn't it depend on how bad kid. you want it, though, too? No. 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 There, <laughs> There's des- if you don't, yeah, you can have all the desire in the world, but if you don't have the skill set to match it, your desire is not going to take the you anywhere. You could develop skill. Yes. But th- it, I think most things require some talent. Yes, they, they, yeah. requ- they require the talent. Unless you'll just have skill, but not like, they'll be like, hmm, there's something missing. Yeah. Yeah. You got you to gotta walk away. Some talent. of us have it and, and some of us don't. And it's yeah. all good. And I walked away after year one. And I was reminded again yesterday <laughs> why? why I walked away after year one. Because I can't do it. I suck at it. I'm horrible. I am absolutely terrible at baseball. I am a liability. If we're ever selected on a on a softball or baseball team, know that I am a liability. I'm telling you guys this now. I'm not good. And it was it was an embarrassing display. I can't hit the batting. ball. Like my my I don't know. Is that your shoulders? Because I am actually sore this morning too. <laughs> but like, is it? I can't. I hit the ball, but it doesn't go very far. Or like I don't, it bounces. I, I can't or, tell you the proper techniques on yeah. who. I have no idea. All I know is that I was terrible. I went zero for twenty four, and then I switched to the softball, and I was able to hit that. Mm-hmm. But baseball. It's not my jam. I'm not good at it. So I, yeah. I understand. This is yeah. me telling you guys publicly. I'm a liability when it comes to the diamond. I'm sorry. I'm just not good at it. Yeah. Shout out to Andy Ray again, though, because he definitely. Yeah, he was. He doing... started knocking him out the park. I was like, okay. He had the form. Yeah, he was doing a little yeah. bit of everything. He beasted us both. So he he basically beasted at at uh, baseball and mini golf. Just put that together. So that's great. We can't go anywhere with him for a while. Oh, we definitely can. Yeah, for, we can yeah. walk on a basketball court and I'm, I'm dominating. We can walk on a soccer field. I'm dominating. All right, I'll challenge him to a painting competition. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah, those, those are the two sports I was decent at. Granted, I haven't played soccer in a real long time. You'd probably be fine. 
Yeah, I still have the coordination. I'm just not quick with it. You know, now that when you, you get an advance, yeah, the, my, my coordination is not yeah. as good as it, it was when you were a little lower to the ground. And now my legs are a little longer. So, mm. Justin, for those of you who don't know, his body is like, it's disproportionate. You're, it's beyond disproportionate. How tall do you think your legs are on their own? Genuinely, I probably have the legs of someone who's probably 6'8 or 6'10. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. And my torso is that of someone who's 5'6. Right. <laughs> Because sitting down, we're about you, the same we height. We are exactly the same height, and I'm probably yeah. a little shorter. Yeah. And everyone's like, sit up, Justin. I am sitting up. <laughs> but then my toes are scraping the ground yeah. where everyone else's are just But his knees are like hanging. eight inches above mine. <laughs> That's why flying is such a pain. It's, yeah. it's horrible. I have, oh gosh, airlines, that make me so mad. It, it's just not, it's not appropriate. We need to like. And there's nothing more that, again, and I've, and I've said this rant before, but there's nothing more that upsets me when people are sitting in the emergency exit rows and like when they can two. fit comfortably in a yeah. normal seat. Yeah. Like, there's nothing more inside me that just burns, especially on Southwest. When it's like you just go find your seat, like you sat here knowing damn well you can do yoga in a regular seat and be completely fine, but you want to sit in an emergency exit row while I sit here and had to squeeze my legs and cross my feet underneath each other just so I can put the lap bar down or the, the, the little lap desk? Yeah. I'm Disrespect. not a fan. Not a, not a fan. Can we also discuss how T-Pain dropped a bomb last week? And that, But the bomb was something that I knew. I wasn't surprised by the bomb. I was very pleased by it. T-Pain, I'm upset. Yeah. I'm upset. When you come out 10 years later and tell me hey, the whole world's been singing my lyrics wrong, leave that to yourself. Shut up. Yeah. I was perfectly fine saying, ooh, we. And yeah. you want to say, and then. It doesn't even sound as good. It's the same, but okay. I understand but- it makes sense, but it doesn't sound as good. <laughs> so, I'm going to buy you a drink. Ooh-wee. And then I'm gonna take you home with me. I I knew that it was and then this whole time. It doesn't even sound good. Like listen to what you said that and then. But when you say but it's like and then. Nah, when you say ooh, you have some swag with, with it. Me. Uh, well, T Pain, I'm not a fan. Don't come out messing up cuts. The whole world has been singing it wrong. Why did you have to come out and say that? Why? For what? Was it necessary? I believe it was unnecessary. I'm not pleased. I'm not happy. It's disrespectful. Stop. I don't like it. I'm going to keep saying ooh wee. Intentionally I, incorrect. <laughs> I didn't notice that everyone else was saying ooh wee. I thought we were all on the same page. So when he, you know, when people were freaking out, I was like, I never thought it was ooh wee. So I felt kind of left out like, you know, I didn't get it wrong, but it wasn't as fun being right because everyone I was could. Wrong. I was so mad. You know when you go back and you listen to it and you still try to convince yourself that you're not hearing the correct thing? That's yeah. how I felt about it. And but then, did you re-listen and hear the and then? I did re-listen and hear the and then, but I didn't like it. It, I just don't like it. I'm, I'm still going to say ooey, and you guys can try to correct me, but you've been saying ooey your whole life, too. And then. I mean, but that makes sense. Messing up cuts. And then he drops another bomb about, you know, and, and your hands go up. Yes. And, and, and they, they stay, stay there. there. And, and they, they say, say yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I'm not changing that. That makes sense. And they say that. And they say that. Up, down, up, but I, down, I, I, up, I wasn't down. as mad with the, and they say, yeah. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But that song's but not ooh, quite as old either. Yeah, the ooh-wee, the ooh-wee had me feeling like, some type of way. Is that 2006, 2007? That was a minute. That was at least 10 Probably years ago. Probably 2007, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not a fan. I'm, yeah. I'm upset. T-Pain, I'm, I'm upset. Lives have been changed because of, of your declaration, and I don't appreciate it. Just letting you know. I'm sure you don't give a damn yeah. about my opinion, but I'm just... Know that I'm going to intentionally say your lyrics incorrectly yeah. still. Because ooh-wee sounds better than and then. Also, no, it doesn't. Facts. And also, no, but it doesn't make sense. Like, from a story perspective, I'm buying you drink no. ooh-wee. <laughs> I'm going to take you home with me. Like, oh, I get it. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> I get it. It's like, like I'm gonna buy you the drink. I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, I'm hyped. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm hyped as hell, and then I'm gonna take you home with me. But I feel like, like you say, I'm gonna buy and, you a drink, and then I'm gonna take you home with me. Like those whack. are like no. clear, concise it's, instructions. It's, it's, I don't like this it. Like I'm gonna buy you a drink, and then I'm gonna take you home with me. But you say I'm gonna yeah. buy you a drink. Ooh wee. That's the look. But if somebody were talking to me and they said ooh wee, I'm like no. But see when you say ooh wee, that's the look that you give to your partners. Like I'm gonna buy you a drink, and then ooh wee. I'm gonna take you home See, with me. See, that's the difference what? between Look, trifling I'm... people. Oh, so you gonna call me trifling? You're definitely trifling. You know I was. You're trifling. I was in yeah. my past life. In my past, in your past life. life. Yeah, in my past. Life. Is that is that a couple years ago? Was yeah. Past life. Yeah, or ten my past years life. ago. About, ten years ago. We'll give you ten years. About about six. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, it's, you it's straightened been good. up in like 2012. Yeah, about 2012. End of 2011. I, I, 2012. I was, yeah, I had some. I had some trifling in me. Yeah, you've been on the not the straight and narrow, but you've been doing. Every, okay. But everybody, everybody's got a little trifling in them. I haven't had my trifling phase, which makes me a little worried <laughs> for like my future. Like, am I gonna look? Am I gonna wake up one day when I'm 47 and be like, you know what? I never lost my mind and just lose it. Am I, hope I not. am I gonna go crazy? I hope not, because that means you're gonna go crazy on me. So I hope I hope right. you don't have that that problem. Like I have like eight booze all of a sudden, like you know, Joy was cool, and then all of a sudden, it would have to be like you know, I'm old, and at my funeral, all these men show up. Like, don't like, do that. Your wife. Like, who are you? Who are you? Who she are you? gave me a I'm her she boyfriend. Bu- she bought me a drink. Right, exactly. Ooh wee. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, honestly though, everybody does have a little bit of trifling to them. Yeah. Like if you're young and dating right now, when I say young, like eighteen to twenty two. Yeah. And and you're a young woman and you're dating a, a guy and you're like, Man, I, I really like this guy. He has some potential. He probably does, because I was that dude. Joy saw the potential in the trife. And you just have you have to grow out of your trife. Yeah, then I had to Dig through it. I wouldn't you do, do that again. No, I, you, I no, really you wouldn't. Should, no, <laughs> and, and the older you get, and there's like, well, what about the, and I know there's women now, I'm like, well, what about me? I'm 28, 29. Mm, the no. trifling stage is over. No. You, met, you The trifling stage is over. You still dating brothers who are trifling, then you're just going to let them be trifling and go on about yeah. themselves. But if, I mean, like I said, if you're young, you're in college, when you're a young man, like I said, your whole identity is, is wrapped up in your ego and sex. Like, that's what it's about. Is All you're focused on is women, 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 women. And when I say most... And I'm, not li- loving on and, them, and of course, Correct. Them. And there's a, when I say most or all, it's a strong majority for all of my, my particulars out there. Mm-hmm. And you just have to grow out of that, that stage. But you, you, you're just so groomed in that fashion as who we're defined with is how many women we sleep with, you know, defined at our sexuality when it comes to, to women. So you just have this trifling mind state that you grew up with. You had just... Just hit puberty yesterday, and now you're in college, and you're just seeing full blown women everywhere. Voluptuous, it's accessible. So you're just you're trifling. You're trifling as hell. And, and again, this is not because you're trifling as hell, saying this is a good thing or a right thing or an accurate thing. I understand it's a problem, but I'm just telling you that this is the reality that yeah. most men today, between 18 and 22, live. They're trifling as hell. I understand. And, and I, you just got to you got to grow up. And it took me a while to, to, to grow up. And yeah. now I can finally say I, I am grown and I've I've left my trifling stage behind. But know that I was trifling too. I, I want to say, like, you could be patient. And most brothers from, that you married to were trifling as well. Right. But they grew and, up and that too. Was, some women were trifling as well. Let's be hell honest. yeah. But I, I want to say this, is that if somebody's being trifling, you don't have to be patient up close, right? You could be patient from a distance. You I got say, you. like, I like this person and maybe one day we could be a thing but you don't need to endure I, I feel that them being trifling just for the hope of later being okay like no respect respect yeah so that's what I'm saying is that I would do that different and you weren't to be honest like you weren't 
awful. You weren't great, but you weren't awful. Like, I never felt disrespected. And I was that's, just a young black college man. Right. That's what, uh, on a uh, predominantly, predominantly white, white campus. Like, just a mess. Yes. So, <laughs> I, I don't think that... Yeah, you never disrespected me, so I didn't have an issue staying with you. Had I ever felt... I don't know if you were respecting me when I wasn't around, let's be honest, but I didn't know that back then. So, you know, I knew what I knew, and I, I, you know, was able to carry on a relationship with you. But knowing... (laughs) Let me put this this way. I wasn't a full-blown woman yet either. I was still learning how to be a woman. So, But how I am now? Hell no. Of course not. That's what I'm saying. Hell no. You're young and dumb. Like You really are young and dumb. You're so stupid. It is really annoying how stupid you are. Have you guys looked at your Facebook status? You know how Facebook shows you memories? I... So stupid. I have thought, I'm like, oh, I'm just so intelligent. Like, oh, knowledge has always seeped from my veins. Like, you know, like just... You don't know I shit. I am wise. You really don't you know shit. No, nothing. And then, because the thing is, when you're thinking about things that other young people do, you know, we're 28 now. If I see a 22-year-old doing something, I'm like, well, that's dumb. And then I excuse it. Well, I guess they're 22. But it's like, was I ever that stupid? No. 100%. Right? But then I see my Facebook memories and I say something dumb. I'm like, well, why did I tell the well, world see, that? Well, or why was... did I misspell that? Oh, you guys, I used the wrong your. I was like, why did I do that? For the world to see. <laughs> For the world to see. But this, see, this was the issue is that we were taught that going to college and getting a degree meant you were educated. Right. That you knew something. Right. And so we were like, oh, well, I read this in this textbook. And I, I remember right. I used to have conversations with adults, and I would use my college knowledge right. and try to, well, get, <laughs> to try to get in debate with these individuals. And then they're just like, but you've never lived it. No. You've never practiced it. You have no idea no. what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. But let me show you what this textbook said. I wrote a paper about it, and I got an A. So I definitely know more about it than you. And then you graduate and be like, oh, word, I don't know yeah. shit. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. It's cool, actually cool. now one of my favorite things to watch. I love watching people think they know it all and then into the real world and just you don't know shit and even at 28 you know you know a lot more but you there's still a lot of stuff that you don't know know, you still don't know shit especially parenting and stuff like i can't give you advice on that i don't know it's easy to sit here and say like well we would be like this you don't know you have no idea no idea so all of those people when i was 22 23 24 acting like i knew everything yes i do apologize apologize. because i didn't know shit yeah and I'm working on I know a little more, but I still don't know no, a whole lot. Nothing. We know nothing. <laughs> I wisdom is knowing that you know nothing. That's so Correct. we are we are now wise in that. So to all my college listeners, I know yeah. you guys are real high on yourselves. I'm right. about to graduate this year. I got yeah. this internship and in the- stop. You're about to get sucker punched. <laughs> yeah, you don't know shit. That's either. the best. But it's okay. Wisdom Accept that I it. Give you. Exactly. Yeah. Accept yeah. it. Accept the learning. Yeah. And, and be willing to to be able to to be taught. Mm-hmm. And you can take those lessons and then apply them in your life, and you'll be better off than those who think they know everything. Because you yeah. don't. Then take this from someone who thinks they do know everything. You don't know everything. Let's dig into today's discussion because I'm just like chomping at the bit to get into this. I'm curious as to what you're going to say. My cousin posts on Facebook all these thought-provoking questions, and a lot of them have to do with relationships. And I got stuck on one a while ago, and it was about unconditional love. And maybe another episode we can dive into that but I was 
contradicting myself because I was trying to explain. And I ultimately came to a conclusion. But I was like, that was a wonderful discussion that I had on this Facebook thread. And I don't normally do that, right? Because who wants to be on a Facebook thread? No, when you get into the comment and debating. Right, because it's with- typically a debate. But I do enjoy a good discussion, right? And like I said, these are thought-provoking. So her question this week was, your partner explains they do not like the way you have sex with them. What is your reaction? Your immediate reaction, and this is I thought, is how did they tell you that sex with you sucks? Right. That is the the first and immediate. They didn't thing. say it sucks. They don't like it. Look, like, you know, okay. It, you're not so, so that, laying so down that's the pipe what I'm, for me correctly. Well, so that's what I'm saying is right. how did this conversation get communicated? Because if it was one of those where, hey, baby, let's just sit down. You know, for the past few months, you know, I've really been struggling with with our sex. Is and I, I want to try something different. I haven't really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and I would like to to try some new things or can we practice? If you have that kind of conversation, I think it can be received very well. But if you come in and sit down and be like, baby, like our sex sucks. Like it's whack. I don't even know what's going on. Like <laughs> sex is important in our marriage and, and this shit really just sucks. That's a problem. That's a major problem. I feel, so I need to first I feel know, like both of those ways are pretty similar because if you're, because that's something I would say. It's like, I don't know what it is, but it has been whack lately. Like that's something that I would say. But again, it's I all... I would say it nicely. It's in how it's, you say it. It is all... That but is the most important spite, thing. if it's out of if you're fighting, and it's like, that's why, that's our, why our sex sucks. sucks. Like, yeah, that's obviously uncalled for. But like, so if I sit you down, and I say, you know what, Justin, I love you, and I think our marriage is going well, everything's good, but like, I'm struggling with our sex. Like, you're just not, not laying down the pipe. Like, it's just... It's not going well. Yeah, that, like, I'm, that not, is I'm a, not enjoying That our... is a very healthy conversation to have. Right. But what is your reaction? That's my, the question. My initial is... reaction at the... Ha- again, so depending on how it was, how it was communicated... Mm-hmm. If it was communicated in a poor way, I'm going to be offended immediately. And then I'm going to just pull out <laughs> stones and start firing as fast as I can about right. everything. Well, that's why you, you're just going to come with, all you're going to do is just come up with heat because right. no one wants to be told that their sex isn't good. Right. So you're immediately defensive. But if it comes down and it was communicated in the appropriate way, I would still be offended because, again, nobody wants to be nah. told that their sex game isn't right. But then it's like, okay, well, what can we do to make this better? And so I would, I would take that, I, again, even though I would be offended either way, I would then say, okay, well, well what don't you like? What do you want more of or what mm-hmm. do you want to try? And then I would hope you would have an answer because if I then communicated this vulnerability saying, you just told me that my sex sucks, <laughs> and I ask you what do we need to do better and you don't have any answers, I'm going to be real upset too. Well, because you might not have a solid answer. You could just feel like something's missing. Like, you know, I, I feel like that's the start of... That's the start of communicating about it, right? Maybe you don't have all the answers, but it's like, hey, maybe we can work on this together. But I want to say, too, that sex, the ego is heavily involved in sex. You talk to anybody, they are the queen or king of sex. Everybody. No one is bad at sex. Everyone is wonderful at it. It's like, oh, don't And that's life. Everybody's got an ego. I'm so good at it. Yes, everyone. And I have never... I have never been like, I am the queen of sex. Have I ever? No, you haven't. I never said that. Because I understand that sex isn't constant, first of all. Like I talked about last week, like sex is not, you know, you do the same thing every time and it's going to be just as good. And also, I think that with the female anatomy, our bodies are so often changing. Like forget, if you've had a baby, you're definitely going to probably have different trigger points right stuff has literally been shifted around a bit but 
besides that, just like our cycles in general, like I'm feeling different any given week. So I know that my body needs something different depending on when it is. So I can't have sex the same every single time. Like that's not going to be good for me. And what I want to say is that I think that sex, when you're thinking about it as just getting off, like I just need to get off. Like I'm going to, that's what I hear all the time. I'm like trying to get this nut off. Like I hear that all the time. Like you're not going to be a good lover. Like you're not a good lover. If I hear you say, I'm just trying to, no, no I don't no, feel that way. No, I just, pause, pause. If I you're said, saying that and you're not in a, if you're saying that in a committed relationship, no, you're not a good lover. But if, no. if there are people who are single, who are really just trying to get that, yes. that's a two completely a different, different things. I'm talking about right now relationship. Okay. We're in relationship territory right so now. So people in relationships are saying, I'm trying to get this nut off. Right, Who? like I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm not. Oh, okay. I was thinking, if you just, are saying that, run. If your yes. if your spouse is saying that, run. Right. Or your whomever, or your partner, run. Like, yeah, that's awful. So like, that's not that's not good sex to me. Like, I feel like good sex is about connection, right? You're. I mean, it doesn't have to be tender loving every time. We've discussed this, but just like checking in, like making sure you're good. Not like, hey, is that okay? Does that feel nice? Not that, but just like, I don't know. Become one. That's how I want. I'm you, trying to you, say, like, you just have to, like... You have to find your connection. Yeah. When Joy and I, we were celibate for three and a half years before we yeah. got married. And right. once we reintroduced sex back into our relationship, we were offbeat. Totally. And we, we were missing the beat. You know, you see them, them white folks in the club dancing, <laughs> right. just swinging their backs and moving. And you're like, you are, you are not hitting the beat right. at all. It was like me trying to hit those baseballs yesterday. Right. Just a swing and a miss, a swing and a miss. We were off rhythm. Right. And I want to say, too, another thing that happened with that is because we were really, we were young when we stopped, right? How old were we when we introduced celibacy? Like 22-ish? We 22 or 23. Yes. And then you resume sex. So you weren't like even good at it 20s. when you stopped. Exactly. And then you're like 26 and you're like this grown-ass person all of a sudden trying to like get it. Like it just was. It, was it, it didn't work. Well, and, on, yeah. and on top of us just being off rhythm, we also had the emotional point that Joy was struggling with. Yeah. Because she was like, I don't want to have I don't want to have sex with you because yeah. you're an asshole. He was being so mean <laughs> to me. Like I I had zero desire to like open myself to his negative energy. Yeah. So we like, we've no. had this conversation, but yeah. the way we had it, it was in a healthy manner. Yeah. And I'm happy to report we're back on the wagon. Yeah, no, Think, we're good now. We're yeah, good. Exactly. High five. Think, high five. High five. <laughs> things are things <laughs> are going well. Got a group back. So we've had these yeah. we've had these conversations, but you have to have it. And this is why my initial reaction is I was you would still be offended because your ego would be offended. You're gonna have it, but you need to welcome that conversation because yeah. the reality is is sex is an important part of marriage. Yeah. It, it, and it, you're it, not gonna be amazing at it all the time. And, and 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 no, so because something is important at it is that you want to get it right. Yeah. And if you don't get it right, it's gonna be a point of contention in your marriage. Right. And if you have something that is important being a, a source of contention, eventually it's going to become a bigger problem that's yeah. gonna to lead to yeah. more problems and then mm-hmm. ultimately lead to something that we don't want right. to talk about. Right. You know, so that it you have to welcome the conversation and, and even though you can't your your ego can be offended, it's like it, it's okay. You need to have that healthy dialogue about sex. Because again, if it's if it's not right. And yeah, what happens if your partner's like, okay, well, we try this and nothing's working. Then all of a sudden, they're going to look elsewhere to try to get it, and now you have a whole other world of problems that go with. Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't think that's it's a an easy conversation to bring. Hell up, no, because right? for either person involved. But I, I want to say that I feel like most pre 
both parties are probably privy to it being whack, right? Like low key. If if yeah, if you know when it's whack. Yeah, you're just like. Mm. But you just don't want to say anything. Yeah, like and you don't really you don't really know how it. to bring it up. Yeah, like I don't. I'm not enjoying this or not. I'm not because I don't think. Well, I don't know. Maybe people are having just like completely bad sex. I because I, I feel like we were <laughs> the visuals that I just have. Right. Like, what does this look like? Because for us, like when you were just spewing anger at all times, and I was not feeling it, I like I wasn't like, oh, this is awful. It was just more like, I guess that'll do. Like that's how I felt. Like not in a disrespectful way, but just like I wasn't really trying to be sharing a bed with you in that way. No, I get you. Yeah. So I just think because emotionally, there's an, there's I wasn't emotional... even allowing myself to enjoy it. Because I wasn't really well again feeling you. Well, sex, and that's another thing. Sex in general is that it's more than just. It's not just a physical yeah, interaction. It's not just rubbing your private. No, together. it is yeah. an emotional exchange. And yeah. people have, and this, you know, people have have fought me so much on it. They're saying, "Oh, you know," I said, "I don't think you can just have." casual sex and it not affect you it's like oh no i can sleep with whomever and it has no impact on me yeah you may not have a a conscious impact it doesn't mean anything but you are still engaging in an emotional connection Mm -hmm. with someone you are receiving and giving and regardless of whether you are consciously thinking that affects you it affects you on some micro level on a unconscious level you may be doing these acts because you are feeling a certain type of way about circumstances in your life or something that you're battling internally right. and this is not for everyone but we cannot sit up here and just say that oh we can have sex with whoever we want however we want how many times and it has zero impact on me right. that, that that's not true that, that, it's not true. Now, you exactly. may be able to compartmentalize it right. a lot better than most people yeah. and go on about your day as if nothing's happening. Yeah. But if I'm having exchanges with people, whether I'm in the office, whether I'm somewhere, there, I get a reaction. Everything has Everything yeah. that bounces off of me affects me. Yeah. That's why it's important to be around good people. Exactly. To, to engage your body That's with good was, energy. Nothing quite bounces off of you, just in general. We are all sponges, every single Correct. one of us. You can't help it. You're a human being. So, yeah, to that point, I, I agree. And I also want to challenge you, if you're in a relationship, not to stir the pot, but just to kind of bring it up in a very healthy way, like, hey, how are you enjoying our sex life? Because I think I would appreciate, I would have appreciated that. Like, because now it's great. I can tell you, like, <laughs> hey, I'm Thank really, you. I'm really enjoying myself. It's easy to talk about things when things are are good, but of like, I think when we were struggling, it would have been nice if you would have been like, and I didn't know how to bring it up. Yeah, but you knew. But here's the, and the reason why I didn't know how to bring it up because I wasn't going to come from a good place, and that's right. why I said in the very beginning is how do you bring it up? Is I I didn't know how to bring it up in a positive manner. Yeah, you kept like throwing side comments exactly. But yours was about, you were mad about frequency. And I think you said that enough that I was, I finally told you why I wasn't down yeah. all the time. So, I mean, I guess it's going to come out eventually, but maybe it wouldn't hurt to check in with your partner. Like maybe that should be another thing that you add onto the checklist. I think we romanticize sex so much. It's like, it just needs to happen. It needs to be organic <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's going to be sex royalty. Like we're all great at it. And it, that's just not the case. So I think we need to be very, so much more intentional and communicative about sex that is so real I, and i love that you said romanticized because i feel like so much of what we see in the world is romanticized yeah. we romanticize about oh being an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. the grind that it is like oh you can have all the success like let me tell you this this grind is yeah. real real yeah. and there are times where you just want to throw everything at the wall and say i want to yeah. scream yeah and we romanticize marriages and relationships so these mm-hmm. are just these all right so lovely beautiful yeah. things and yes they are beautiful but there are some very 
non-romanticized things that happen in marriages and relationships. And that's the same way with sex. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that yeah. you brought it up. It's, life is not a romanticized thing. There yeah. are beautiful parts of life, yeah. and there are also stru- some struggles that go on in life. Mm-hmm. But if we piece those all together and we work through all those, then we can have a beautiful romanticized life. Yeah. But know that romanticized just means some struggle, too. Yeah, there's nitty-gritty involved. Nothing just happens, and it's beautiful. And I mean, every once in a while, and when you're first starting, of course, like I think it, uh, it's important to be sexually attracted to somebody. No doubt. And I, it's important to have an initial connection. But then from there, you got work. There's, you do have there's to work. so much work involved. There, you yeah. do. You got you to teach yeah. your partner. Your partner has to teach you how it works for you guys. Yeah. You have to You have to be able to go to school. So you got to let your ego die. Yeah. Let your ego get bruised. Like I said, I'm going to be offended. Yep. Let's be honest. I'm going to be offended either bruised. way. Just, just murder that thing. Your ego will never serve you. Your ego does not serve you. Ever. It, nah. it is. It doesn't Sometimes. serve you. No. It never But yeah, because it'll come around and, and bite it, you in the exactly. ass at another point. Exactly. Like, yeah. you, And the thing is, you think your ego got you through something, and it's something else. But your ego is so big and in the way, like, hey, it was me. Yeah, that, I did this. That, that ego yeah. is ugly. No, that, you didn't. That, yeah, that ego, yeah, that ego is ugly. It gets yeah. you in a whole lot of trouble. Yes. So let your ego die. Realize that you're not a sex queen or king. <laughs> and communicate about sex. So as Joy said, we encourage you guys to have that conversation this week. Check in with your partners. Are sex good, bad, or is it whack? And if it is, let's have a conversation about it. Let's dialogue and let's find a way to get it right before we start 2018. I'd be so hurt if it was like, it is whack. Yeah, that is cold. <laughs> it's like, damn, we've been, we've been going at it this long and you yeah, tell me it's like, whack? It's a whack? Like, but I, com- I, I commend you for your commitment level yes, for just, right. just right through fighting it. through yeah. the whackness. <laughs> right. But hopefully that's none of y'all. I really, I really hope right none, of your, right none of your sex is whack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's so bad. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and share it with your friends. And of course, let's keep the conversation going online. Head over to our website, lovejays.com. You'll see all of our social media icons right there at the top the page and if you have not written a review for us make sure you guys do that as well thanks again and we'll see you next tuesday